You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter today with me. It's Bunky Perkins, because honestly, Bunky's always good, always interesting, but I didn't know what to talk about, and the only person I know to call when I have nothing to talk about is Bunky Perkins. Hey, buddy. There's nothing uh, nothing that I can bring to the table uh, that uh, is going to really uh, be super interesting, given we're all, given we're all doing the same thing day to day right now. What Which a nothing. endorsement, though, right? Right. I mean, if if uh, I am the purveyor of nothing, I guess I, I will take that. So, how are you handling self isolation? Okay, I mean, we're doing all right. You know, I, I uh, uh, Oklahoma. You know, I live in Tulsa, and so Oklahoma is not like super. I mean, Oklahoma is isolated anyway. So I don't know how much different that is from day to day, but uh, it's not like on super lockdown. Like you still go out and do stuff. Like obviously restaurants are closed, parks are closed, any kind of like social attraction is closed, but you can go to like grocery stores and stuff like that. I'm rocking the mask. I look really good in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, trying to hit golf balls in my garage 
trying to uh, just keep my sanity any way I can. I told you yesterday, like started climbing the walls probably about nine o'clock in the morning and uh, just decided it was really cold here yesterday. I didn't care. I put on sweatpants, sweatshirt and went and ran just to like purge myself of whatever anxiety I had at the moment. So there's a lot of that going on. I have figured out that the one exercise that I enjoy doing and that I'm doing in this quarantine because it gives me something to do is riding my bike. But in Mississippi, there's not really all that much of a mandated quarantine so much as a suggestion, hey, you should stay indoors because Tate Reeves is just great. So when I go out there on the trail, it doesn't matter what time it is. And my big ass riding a bike is funny enough, but when I'm out there on the trail, it's like the most popular place in the world right now, at least in this state, in this city. Everybody wants to be out on the trail. I've never seen it like that before. Yeah, uh, imagine uh, that, that, that's one thing I said on Twitter. Uh, yeah, just probably a couple of weeks ago. I have never seen more dogs being walked in my neighborhood than I have at the current. Like we're gonna have have a nation full of really in shape athletic dogs when all this is over because they because they are getting walked at historic paces right now. And the hardest thing right now for me is trying to do the right thing and exercise but not overeat. But I saw something on Monday, some report out of some newspaper that said right now in quarantine, everybody pretty much is overeating, ordering too much crap online, um, watching porn and playing video games. To which my response was, well, yeah, yeah, what, what the hell else are you supposed to do right now? Yeah, I, I mean – I mean, because it's not it's not quite warm enough. I mean, maybe it is in Mississippi at times, but like if you've got a swimming pool at your house, uh, you know, it's not quite warm enough to do that. You can kind of go outside and play, but like every day is not going to be warm. And so like you're pretty much just staying inside watching Netflix. Uh, if you've got kids, you're just trying to keep your sanity. I think you and I have kids at about the same age, and it's just a daily battle not to – go crazy and then when they go to bed not like drink yourself into a stupor uh you know my wife the other night uh, you know sitting there after after our daughter had gone to bed and was looking at me she's like well how many nights in a row have you been drinking i was like did it hurt this boy like I'm, whatever it takes whatever it takes to get me through like you know you know uh, yes, <laughs> I may I may be imbibing a little bit more than I normally would, but I, I, I figure if there's any any time where you know a a forgiveness uh, would be warranted, now would be the occasion. So uh, yeah, that the uh, liquor stores are probably doing great business right yeah. now. I walked into one yesterday. I think they're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing fine. I will say too, when you think about quarantine and the day to day breaking up the monotony, the stuff you get excited about is stuff that in normal times you would otherwise otherwise not get excited about. Yesterday, we're all sitting there, we're eating dinner, we're together for the however many days in a row that we've been together, and I was scrolling through to find something to watch. And I went, oh, the new Trolls movie is out, guys. Let's watch Trolls. And I was genuinely excited about it for no reason other than it was new. It was something. Oh, look, whoever decided to put that out on demand, uh, obviously you can't go to theaters right now, but thank you from uh, someone who has a toddler. That was, I I conservatively can say I've seen it four times in the last two days. Uh, And uh, I just appreciate uh, uh, giving me basically, you know, what is that? Almost seven or eight hours worth of entertainment for my child. That is greatly appreciated at this point. Frozen 2 was watched so many times when it first came out on Disney Plus in this house that I can honestly tell you every beat in that movie. It's a terrible movie. Terrible. Everybody was fulfilling the contract there. Right. And I can't be upset about it given the, the circumstances uh, as they now sit. So, yeah, any entertainment. Um, I have been watching uh, watch, watch Better Call Saul last night. I've mm-hmm. seen McMillions documentary. Uh, obviously, obviously, I've seen Tiger King. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've been watching. Um, I like Narcos. Um, that's been our sweet spot lately. So, but yeah, there, at least there's a couple good things. Uh, oh, Ozark, Ozark season three, which was excellent. Uh, we ran through that pretty quickly. That's what I was about to say. Emily's got us starting Ozark because I just finished Succession, and I've watched pretty much every 
appointment television show that I'm supposed to watch at this point. Never gotten into Ozark, but we started it last night, and I'm like, all right, cool. What else Ozark's great. Okay. Yeah, Ozark's great. You'll really like it. The third season, first season's awesome. Second season, eh, it's okay. Third season's great. But I'm, yeah, other than that, just cooking. You know, I'm not a big cook, but you know, times of times are. Uh, uh, where I have to uh, break out the chef's hat on occasion, and just uh, just to cut them on a little bit, and uh, try to get some work done. Like if you got kids and they're at home, and you're trying to do homeschool and trying to get any work done, like God bless you. It is, you know, I have never appreciated my daughter's teachers more than I have in the past uh, month. So, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody out there just trying to get an hour of peace and quiet to get something done. Shout out to wrestling, though. That's giving you the only sports outlet right now. I watched all of WrestleMania, and this is me having not watched wrestling pretty much for the last seven months because I'm just sick of it. And here I was plugged. But it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird with no people in the stands and just, yeah, it's very odd. I haven't watched a ton Watched a little bit of AEW the other night. And I watched. I, I watched a little bit of of WWE, but yeah, that when when wrestling like currently, I'm sitting here watching. I believe the 2006-16 Ryder Cup on the Golf Channel. Uh, that's that's you know what what we are uh, uh, relegated to. The other day, uh, Ole Miss Alabama from this past year was on, so I watched the first quarter, then turned it off. You got to get your your small victories where you can. See, here's the thing about the Alabama game this year. Matt Luke led Ole Miss into two horrible, horrible losses the year before to Alabama. I mean, embarrassing losses to where Ole Miss wasn't even remotely close to Alabama anymore. And so last year the bar was so low that all they had to do was not get beaten like an FCS team. And they did, and everyone went, oh, well, they're baby steps, improvement. Yeah, and I was watching. So they, what were they up? Ten to three, ten to nothing, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. And when they scored the touchdown, when they got the got the uh, uh, when they got the fumble recovery, and then uh, Plumley took it in for the touchdown, like they cut to the sidelines, and Matt Luke is having a coronary on the sidelines, just getting everybody hyped up. And I was like, dude, just let it breathe for a second. Like he was so excited to like actually get a lead and 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 not be a complete unmitigated disaster for a couple of minutes that he completely lost his mind, and uh, that was a, a just a small uh, sampling of of what we dealt with. And you know, unfortunately, that may be all we have to watch for the next few months. I am not entirely sure that we will be seeing football come fall. I think football is coming back, but it's coming back in the spring. Possibly, but then I, you know I thought about that. That that seems the most logical from a timing standpoint. Like I just don't think. Let's just say that uh, y- you know we return to some bit of normalcy, like going to restaurants, going to social outings by midsummer. Let's just say late June, you know July. You can't just up and start having uh, football stadiums filled with seventy and eighty thousand people. You know in close quarters all of a sudden because without a, without a, uh, a vaccine for the, the virus, like the potential of it just ramping back up again is pretty high. And so, okay, you have it in the spring, right? You have, you have football in the spring. What are you going to do? Like, okay, let's say you do it from February or February to June. It's probably your senior season. Right. And so you have it, but then what are you going to do? Turn around and have the next season come, September, like I think you might have to push it back because even though these these are young kids, you know they their bodies bounce back a little bit better than professionals, and certainly for men of our age. But like, I'm not sure that's enough lead time. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But like, three months doesn't seem like enough time. If there is football in the fall, the best idea that someone has pitched to me, I think it was for one of our mailbags is just playing the conference schedules, which would start in, like, what, October? But here's the problem Uh with that, though. How do you determine 
who should be ranked number one, number two, number three, number four. Because obviously everyone's going to be slanted toward the SEC team that's at uh, the best position or in the best position at the end of the year. So if you're not playing any um, out-of-conference games that are two top ten teams pitted against each other, I don't know mm-hmm. how you determine who should be in the playoff, who should be national championship contenders. Basically, you go to those SEC championship games and Big 12 championship, whatever, all the championship games, and those games finally matter. But even then, is that even a good barometer to determine who are the best teams in the country? Okay, so two things about that. I think that if they play in the fall, I think that's the most likely scenario, like the most the most healthy scenario, let's say. But on the good side of that, maybe what you, the problem that you're 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 expressing, which is totally legitimate, is maybe that forces them to expand the playoff. Maybe it's just for a year, but maybe you expand it to eight teams, or maybe you expand it to sixteen teams because you don't have those non-conference you know games to kind of set teams apart, and you can play into. December, January, that way. Or here's the issue with that, the biggest issue. And it's not it it's not necessarily an Ole Miss issue or even SEC issue. It is a um I guess the other conference, the Sunbelt teams, the uh conference USA teams, a lot of those schools um count on those non-conference games to not only fund their football program, but fund the entire athletic department. I can tell you, like a team like Louisiana Tech, um, they would play two or three money games a year. This is early 2000s, but it still holds true for a lot of teams. You play a couple of those money games, and that money – funds all the other sports for the entire rest of the year because none of those sports, no no sport for those size schools make money without those money games. And so how do those schools survive? You've already seen like today a school like Cincinnati who is in a large market for a school for a college and has had success, you know, football success, basketball success especially. But like they cut men's soccer today, and I think that's what you're going to see a lot more of as long as this goes. Is you're going to see schools who may have some budget constraints start cutting men's programs because of, of Title Title Nine. You've got to have those women's programs to offset the scholarships for football. But you're going to see, I would say, any teams, and this may even go for SEC schools. You are going to see any team that's not football. Men's, men's programs that are not football, basketball, or baseball are all potentially uh, targets for budget cuts. And that could mean getting rid of the entire program. That could mean reducing scholarships. That might mean changing travel schedules. Like, like think about like men's golf, right? Like, so Ole Miss men's golf, they go to places like Cabo and Puerto Rico and California, and they go to the East Coast to play in major tournaments against major programs. Well, maybe they start playing some more, pro- more tournaments close to home this next year. Maybe they play, Two you know. Well, no, but there, there are collegiate tournaments in the neighboring states that are you're not going to get the um, the ranking points that you would probably like because you're not going to have as many good programs playing in it. But you, you may have to go play in the LSU's Invitational in Baton Rouge that has like like UL and ULM. Or you may have to go play – You know, they already play the Old Waverly, which is like State, them, Southern, and then all the Mississippi schools and like a couple of, of you know, it's Southern Alabama. Like maybe, maybe you're not taking those big trips. And so – I think all of that's a possibility. If you cut those non-conference games in football next year, which is totally a possibility, you're going to see a lot of middle-of-the-road programs like Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and, and UL and ULM uh, and Arkansas State, schools like that, really come under the gun and really have some budget issues. Because like programs in the SEC can float a year. Right. Like if they didn't have any any uh, athletics for, let's say, a calendar year, they could survive. Now, they may have to fire some people, lay some people off, but they could survive. But, man, programs like that that are 
just kind of middle of the road uh, Division One, that is going to be super hard. It'll be very interesting to see how they navigate that. Like I, I just, I, I think spring football is probably what's going to happen, um, just from a safety issue. But then my my question is, what do you do with the next season? Like how soon do you play it? So I'm sure you're all about that, but. Like those are kind of the questions as you kind of work through this stuff. Well, Ole Miss has its own financial concerns too because of the NCAA stuff. The emergency fund was absolutely drained. So what is Ole Miss really working with as far as money goes? In 2017, I think Ole Miss's revenue was $27 million something, a little over $27 million. Mm-hmm. And $24 million of it was generated by football. So basketball, baseball, yeah, Ole Miss fans, you love those things, but they're not generating money for you. Football is the cash cow. So Ole Miss needs its full allotment of games to replenish not just um, money for this year, but replenish the resources that were drained from the NCAA. And that's where when you're looking at Cincinnati and you see them cut soccer, men's soccer, if you're an Ole Miss fan that loves all sports for Ole Miss, you should be concerned for Chris Malloy and Ole Miss men's golf or whatever sport out there that – might be in trouble here. I don't know if men's track will be in trouble or not. But if you're not generating money for the school, I mean, Ole Miss is not in the best place right now to prop up all the other sports that don't make money. Right. So how do you offset that cost? Like in Ole Miss's case, or any big Division One school, is, okay, well, you go to your donors. Well, all your donors are freaking struggling right now. Like they've all lost millions of dollars in the last month and a half. Now, does the economy come back and, and uh, you know, that deficit be, be made up? Probably and probably, you know, over the summer. But, yeah, you're going to have to dip into you're going to have to ask a lot of your donors that you've already been asking a lot of. And like I said, you're probably going to see budget cuts. You're probably going to see it across the board. You're going to see, you know, maybe the, the staff size for the athletic department cut. You know, I, I, we have one of the largest football staffs in the country. Um, I don't know that that gets cut, but maybe it does. Maybe you, you lose a coach or two, uh, assistant coach in, in a program. Maybe you uh, reduced your scholarships for, you know, like baseball already, like beg bars and steals to, to uh, you know, have a lot of their scholarships. But like maybe golf, maybe, um, you know, track and field. I think those that's all on the table and that's all something that keith carter and every other athletic director uh in college is looking at i mean because i mean professional sports is looking at it too i mean professional golf will, will probably cut their um cut their prize money especially if they don't have fans out there golf's like one of the ones that could start earlier than most because you everything's so spread out but like you probably don't have fans and so there goes your ticket revenue and your gate revenue and you're probably having to reduce your your um, uh, ad buys on TV and and everything else. And so, uh, the you know you saw the XFL go freaking bankrupt yesterday. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's no telling. I mean, there's going to be some some major budget cuts, and that's with every business. Like I know we're, we're talking sports, but man, it, like to survive this, you just have to get super lean, and you have to be able, you have to be creative. Right, we're gonna see which athletic director is creative and which one isn't. So, oh yeah, my family uh, like in Memphis. They they own Nukes in Memphis, and what they've had to do is basically cut non-salary employees and go strictly to delivery, carry out. We'll bring the food to you. We've got a curbside service, all that kind of stuff. Now they tell those uh, workers that they had to lay off for now that when this comes back, we're gonna bring you back. But you have to get creative as far as how you even just navigate this world that we're now living in. That's the hardest thing, too. And for Ole Miss, I don't know if it's particularly realistic to have a, a season in the fall that's just the SEC schedule. Think about that game against Baylor in Houston. That's one of those kickoff games. They make money off that game, a lot of money off that game. And not to mention, when you think about yeah. bowls, if you just played a conference game's schedule, how are you going to handle the bowls? How do bowls pick teams? Or do you have to have some type of agreement with the NCAA and the bowl officials to where the NCAA can effectively slot those bowls? Like, the bowl reps are going to go for that. Wanted to take a quick break here from Bunky to tell you, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, doesn't matter what you say, leave a five-star review. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify, just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. You can follow me on Twitter, at SpiritBen. Colin Brister, the typical co-host of this show, at Colin Brister. And Bunky Perkins, at Bunky Perkins. 
It's a good time to tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. As we all deal with the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, one thing we're all trying to do, make sure our dollar goes further than it ever has before. Well, good thing for you, if you're in the market for a new car, truck, or Jeep, Alan Samuels, they were already looking out for you financially to meet each and every one of your needs, whatever those needs may be. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. As communities across the world deal with the coronavirus pandemic, it has never been more important to have a pharmacy you can trust. And the only pharmacy for you in Oxford is Cheney's Pharmacy. Not only is Cheney's Pharmacy filled with supporters of Ole Miss Athletics, but more than that, Cheney's, a fixture in this Oxford community, offers you anything and everything you'll need in your pharmacy. From prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time, Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy, and that's important, locally owned that has been in Oxford over 40 years, and they provide the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221. Or you can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at ChinesePharmacy.com. Right now, each and every one of us have our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. You may have an expanded playoff just for a year. I mean, there, there, there would have to be a lot of people acquiesce and a lot of give and take to make something like that happen. Uh, but, yeah, even if they keep it, keep it the same way, there are going to be a lot of bowls that will need to be flexible just to survive. I mean, a, a lot of those bowls count on uh, TV revenue and, you know, the, the gate and advertising money just to survive year to year. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of sponsors that typically sponsor these bowls that may be backing out because that, that sponsorship money is not there. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how they play it. And the thing about it, like, do you sacrifice the long-term health of your program, whatever that program is, maybe, maybe it's athletic department as a whole, or maybe it's an individual sport. Do you sacrifice the long-term health to hurry something back that may not be worth it. That's stuff you got to I think. Well, the Pet Smart Puppy Bowl, that'll be in trouble. All these bowls have ridiculous names. You know one person who isn't struggling right now? Jimmy Sexton. Yeah, I, I, I love how um, a lot of the coaching money and player money in the NFL and the NBA, like <laughs> just business as usual. It's like, fellas – I'm not so sure you're having a season next year. So let, let's cool out on, on just writing these big checks right now. Uh, let's let it play out a little bit. I mean, the, like you said, the only things that are really like not struggling on any level right now are online shops uh, and uh, probably alcohol sales. That's about it. Jimmy helped negotiate, according to the Daily Memphian, contracts for 43 free agents worth six, uh, $611.5 million dollars in the span of a week from his back porch. Jimmy's got it working. Um, as far as the expanded playoff goes, and you mentioned that, if they did expand the playoff, it's never going back to a non-expanded playoff. No, it'd be great. Like, right? Uh, you would hope that, like, uh, now it's threatening it. Like, oh, it's a couple years away. But let's let's just hope for, you know, the fun experience of college football. Let's hope that desperate times – you know, eventually uh, force their hand and it never goes back. That would be awesome. I think everybody would be on board with it. Yeah, yeah, because eight's the perfect number. Yeah, I think eight is. But even if, but if you're only playing just conference games, so it's, it, so you're playing what? You're playing six games plus maybe a playoff. It, I don't know. Is that enough to get just to eight? 
teams, maybe get a 16. I think I think eight's probably what they'd be willing to go to. 16 might be the number from an entertainment standpoint, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, man, I, there's so many so many factors, and like there, are, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are just like, ah, oh, this thing's not as bad as you think it is, and and we just gotta get back to doing. What, man, look, I, just from a personal standpoint, my father's 72 years old. And I've told him up and down he can't leave the house because uh, he lives in Louisiana, which is one of the hardest hit states. And, and because if he got this, he'd die. Like there are a lot, and there are a lot of guys that are in that bucket, either themselves or have parents like that are our age that have parents in that that category. And so, like while all of this is really cool and really neat to think about, like. It's so inconsequential at the end of the day. Like, let's just get every, let's get this thing taken care of, and then we'll figure out figure out the rest of it. If, no, I'm, I'm the same. You know, way. We, I'm the I'm the same way because look, from a personal standpoint, one of my dear friends was dead last Friday, so I, I don't want to hear from anybody that's trying to in any way delegitimize the threat that is this virus. I mean, David Johnson. Has been fighting like hell, and this guy—if you ever talked to him or seen him or whatever—I mean, he's you know fit as a fiddle. I mean, this is a guy that yeah. worked hard every single day, um, didn't have any off switch. He was just go 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 all the time, and he was ab- absolutely floored by the thing. So I just don't want to hear that from anybody. That's, that's just not going to fly with me. And no one's deliberately trying to tank the economy to get Donald Trump or something. That's not what this is. We're just trying to flatten the curve so that everyone can go back to normal. If everybody would just do what they're that, supposed to do. If, yeah, just be cool. Let's be cool for a while. Just everybody out. And I get that a lot of people are in economic dire straits. There are a lot of people that work in the service industry that are freaking struggling. And hopefully, you know, the government will give them a little bit of a uh, cushion. I don't know, you know, and especially if it if it goes a little longer, maybe another cushion comes. Uh, but yeah, it's tough for a lot of people, and I'm not pr- trying to pretend like the economic impact of that is, is somehow um, not important because it is. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, we're talking about trying to get a fall football football schedule together, or trying to save the the men's swimming and diving program at, at Auburn or something. But like. It'll all work itself out. Let's just be cool about it and be patient, and it'll all work itself out. And like the the sooner this stuff comes, like if we try to like go too fast and like bring stuff back sooner than it should, then we're going to be in the same freaking boat come like August, September, anyway. So I'd much rather like sit at home in April, you know, and let my golf game struggle (laughs) than. Then, like, do the same thing in August, August, and September. Oh, I need a football season for my job. I need a football season. In <laughs> line, we need these things, and the only the only way we're going to get them is if we continue to do what we're doing, and and maybe even take it a step further. Like, if you're going and doing stuff, like outside of like going to the grocery store, or like I went to Lowe's the other day. It's like nothing is going on. I'm like, fellas. Just let's put on a mask. Let's not, you know, get so close to each other. You know, the the uh, the DIY at your house can wait a week. Uh, just just hang out. So do you know, play games and watch porn and drink, which is what that report said. One thing that isn't tenable for college football is playing in front of no fans because I think Taiwan came back on Monday with the first live sporting event which was a baseball game and in the stands were robots just they built these uh crafted fake people and they make some noises like they're actual fans but that could not ever work for oh, college wow. football i mean it just there's no chance of that no no um yeah I, I don't see i could see where the tv revenue would probably help programs like that you know in, in the given situation but that'd be really weird like, think about like watching wrestling without any kid, without any people in the stands is weird enough. You know, Neyland Stadium with a hundred thousand seats and buddy at them would be very strange. Yeah, I mean the North End Zone at Ole Miss that would still be you know like normal. But that's true. That's true. Treat it maybe you know what maybe you treat it like 
you go look at those old arena arena league broadcasts. You know that the fan. I mean, there were fans there, but not not enough to like make a difference. Like you really enhance the TV product. You have the coaches mic'd up. You have players mic'd up. I don't know if that works well in college. Maybe in the pros. Uh, you have some some more intimate cam- camera angles. I mean, you've got the room. There ain't anybody there. Uh, you know, maybe you try to do it that way. But you, you've got, like I said, you've got to have people that are creative and can work in the parameters that we're currently working under. So, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. I think I think the SEC will be a leader in whatever we end up doing. Obviously, um, and so. Uh, you know, I, I have faith. There's there's not a lot of faith I have in some of the things the SEC does, but maybe in this, maybe they'll figure it out. You have more faith in Greg Sankey than I do. Yeah, uh, maybe not necessarily Sankey, but maybe, uh, you know, although I will say this. Well, you look at the SEC network, right? This is the time where, like, they just have these this – library of great football, basketball, baseball games, man, get them on the TV. Yeah. Do why are, why are we just kind of going through the motions here? Let's really uh, get on it and like entertain me. Give me anything. You know, the, the golf channel right now has got the 2016 Ryder cup. I'm watching Spieth and Patrick. Roberts. I'll watch that all day, buddy. And there's like, let's, Let's let's get these things on the TV. So yeah, hopefully they'll figure it out. I'm you know I'm I'm, reach, I'm reaching for straws here. But. Here's a ridiculous idea, and you're going to completely dismiss it. But go ahead if you want to. What if okay. when sports do come back and they say okay, limited fans, you're only going to have fifteen thousand tickets, and you have to spread them out in a way that no fans are sitting any closer than like six feet apart. So at Ole Miss, you got 15,000 fans spread out all over the stadium. They have to come in in particular entrances. It's only a few groups. So it's basically first come, first serve, and only a few groups in each different entrance, and they have to sit in particular spots. That's probably not realistic. And then our students back. Like That's the other thing about fall football. Are, are the schools open? Or are they doing everything remotely still? I don't I'm, think there are any in-person classes until at least January 2021. Yeah, I have no idea. And so if you're if you're doing everything online, I, I mean, I don't think there are going to be students there. I mean, there might be, you know, people that live in Mississippi, but certainly any out-of-state students, I doubt they'll be there. How uh, high yeah, of a ticket would it be, though, for the 15,000-person Ole Miss-Mississippi State Egg Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it'd be interesting if they could pull that off. I, that's a lot of logistical issues, I think, think with with trying to spread everybody out like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe it works. Maybe, maybe they got people smarter than me working on that. It, no, no. That's a lot to try to get out to get a football game in, you know? Yeah. There, there are much more, much more important things currently than trying to get 15,000 people in a football stadium without sick. How about we not do that? How about you figure out, how about you figure out, you know, hear me out, don't do it. <laughs> how, about you, how about you be creative and figure out a way your athletic department float for the next year? Just figure out a creative way for this to be over. Yeah, like do your part. Whatever your part is, do that. Like for me, my part is staying home. My wife has a pillow company that has turned into a mask-making company. So that's our part. I'm just trying to maintain my sanity while homeschooling my child. Well, you would be proud because what I've done is my daughters, Gracie especially, have really gotten into women's wrestling, like really into it. And I brought Gracie yeah. those little plush Sasha Banks and Bailey dolls. Now Riley, who's four, wanted a Becky Lynch. And last night we're, we're sitting there, and this was before Trolls and Dinner or whatever, and Riley looks at me and says, Daddy, can we watch women's wrestling? I'm like, okay. And she looks at me. She says, not men's wrestling, women's wrestling. So I cut off mm. the all-women evolution for three hours, and they just sat there. Now they yeah. after like an hour and a half. But, hey, I've done my daddily duty. You know what? You know what? Whatever it takes at this point. I, I, don't, I don't begrudge any parent 
for whatever they do to get through a day in the current environment. Like whatever it takes, dude, I, I am, I am in it. Whatever you need to do to get through it. If it's watching women's wrestling, if it's putting trolls on a loop, if it's, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, camping outside. My daughter wants to camp outside. It's currently like 35 degrees with an on hour wind. Here Mine too, man. Mine too. But like, like, all right, whatever it takes, it takes. Let's figure that out. Let's let's see what we can do to make that happen for you. Now so, I've got Gracie uh, playing yeah. ping pong, so I'm showing her. And I basically told her, she's gotten pretty good. I mean, she beat my wife. And I, I told Gracie, I was like, look, if you keep practicing with your dad, by 17, you're going to be wrecking people. Be great. Well, so there you go. And, and by then, see, there you go. That that would be a sport that Ole Miss could add. And the 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 setup cost is so low. Like let's, you know, let's get a beer pong team. Let's get a, a fishing team. Let's let, you know, these these high cost uh sports with, with these these large stadiums and, and the high overhead. Let's get rid of the overhead. Let's cut the overhead, people. The I e- would watch the sports, hell out of some the esports right team. Yeah, I would watch yeah. curling, esports, whatever. I'd watch all of that yeah. right now. Whatever, a bass fishing team? Are you kidding? Like I, the overhead would be the boat, and the complete social distancing. <laughs> and there's going to be know, such a hunger for any type of competition. I was Man, talking to Doug what, and Casey the other day, and he was like, "Look, all I want to do is compete. I don't care what I'm doing. I just have to have something that allows me to compete." And all I could think was, "Is okay. What if?" somebody that's smarter than me because i pitched the idea and i want to do it but i looked up twitch and good lord all the things i'd have to do but what if like right now Ole miss didn't officially do this but somebody set it up to where doug nikhazy faces off with marshall henderson in the video game everybody would watch that the nba horse competition the other night who buddy that was rough that was a rough watch and ESPN is like ESPN is kind of doing that. They've got like an NBA uh, 2K tournament with a bunch of NBA players. I'm not, you know what? I'm not there yet. I'm not to that level of desperation yet. I mean, I might get there. Let's. I, I'm fully capable of getting there. I just, I'm not quite there yet. Well, I've been yeah. watching the Cat Cave Derby with Big Cat, where he's got his basically his little board with fake horses racing. So I mean, yeah, I'm desperate. Yeah. I, I, I understand, Stan. I understand that that could be a, a situation. Uh, I, I'm not quite there yet, but but give it give it about two or three more weeks, and and uh, we might be there. So, what sport do you miss uh, the most? Playing, I miss, I miss playing golf. Given the fact that Ole Miss baseball was so fun to watch for those first two months, I really miss that. Right now, I don't know where they'd be. I think realistically, my they probably would have fallen off a little bit because they were so freaking hot and yet they were, they were so young. And so I think they probably, once they got into SEC play would probably, I mean, they'd be top tier, but they, they would have fallen off a little bit, but they'd have been really fun to watch come, uh, the postseason. I think they'd be a really like tough team to, to deal with. Like nobody would want to see them. So I think I missed that. Uh, I certainly missed the masters this past week, although they did a really good job with the, uh, uh, the tiger deal like that was that was pretty cool to watch but uh, I think those would be my top two right now yeah because I don't miss spring football practices I couldn't get now from a content creation <laughs> no. standpoint yes I miss, miss spring football practices but from a purely enjoying it watching it no I don't care about that Ole Miss baseball I was enjoying the job and the idea of not having football in the fall scares the hell out of me and it sucks that the XFL went under because the XFL was actually a lot of fun and now I can't come up with if the xfl in that product which was fun can't work there is never ever going to be another league football league professional football league um outside of the nfl there's just no way for anything to break through like i don't know was it working or was it not like i think it was working from a tv standpoint i don't know if it was 100 percent working from a like uh fan standpoint like like gate gate uh revenue standpoint um I, you know it was it was I don't want to say it was good football. It was watchable football for the most part. Like there were a couple teams that weren't great, but like the St. Louis team with Tiamo was, was great. Houston was a good team, Like they were fun to watch. And it was, it was a good, it wasn't too much. It was just the amount a right amount of football to watch, you know? And I, I, I think it will work, but man, I mean, 
Vince McMahon just got handed a rough freaking hand with something that was completely beyond his, his control. And I will be very interesting, interesting to see. I mean, I can't, I don't even know how much money that got lost. Cause I know he had t- taken out a ton of money out of the WWE to pay for this thing. And like, Ooh, like, I'm not sure how the bankruptcy structure works and who gets what money. And, and I saw where Bob Stoops had a million dollar lien, um, Trustman, who was one of the coaches, had like a six hundred thousand dollar lien. Like they, they, everybody's owed money on that deal. So uh, uh, maybe it comes back. I don't know uh, where the money comes from, but yeah, it was it was a nice little respite. You know, nice little in between. Um, you know, the NFL and like when spring football starts up. Although, like when March Madness starts, I wonder how it would have done. Like I wonder how. I doubt it would have competed very well. No, nobody would have paid attention to it. It's been a rough go of it for Vince McMahon lately. WWE is doing terribly. It's tanking in numbers, and no one cares about the product. And the XFL. And then at WrestleMania, the one he created, Bray Wyatt just absolutely crapped all over him. It was great. And that Firehouse Firefly Funhouse match, I think is what it's called. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Vince did not look good in it at all. Well, I wonder... I did, I did see the other day where Florida has announced that uh, uh, professional wrestlers are essential. Oh, um, I, I, and I just – Florida is – okay. In Florida, I, you know, I could see that. Hooters, waitresses, and wrestlers are essential employees. So uh, – probably cocaine dealers in South Florida. Uh, those are the three big businesses in Florida, I believe. The three central exports. Uh, so, you know, that, that'll be – that guy's lost a ton of money. I mean, you think you you look at your four hundred one k and you're like, God, I've lost a lot of money. But think about it. every time you see, you look at your four hundred one k to see how much money you lost. Think about Vince McMahon, how much money he's. That might make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> if everyone feels better about yourself, think about Vince McMahon right now. Think about the misery of others. That that would be the the uh, way you're going to get through this. Like your situation sucks, whatever it is, but man, it could suck worse. We'll get right back to Bunky Perkins in this edition of Talk of Champions after this brief word from Impact by Ironwood and Sola. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around, and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits, earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS. Or go to www.impactolemiss.com. Make a difference. Make an impact. The coronavirus pandemic has upended everything. Each and every one of us were confined to our houses, self-isolation, social distancing. But that doesn't have to stop you from eating good food. Enter Sola, bringing to you unique cuisine and lifted spirits. Come as you are, enjoy creative dishes and distinctive drinks, skillfully combining ingredients from local purveyors with classic cooking techniques from all over the world. Simply put, Sola is the best restaurant in Oxford. So check them out. The website is solaoxford.com or give them a call at 662-238-3500. And make sure during this time of quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing to take advantage of their curbside and delivery service. That's Sola in Oxford on the Oxford Square. So what are your five tips for people that are listening right now to get through the quarantine? Oh, gosh. Like legitimate, my legitimate five things. It can be legitimate, not legit. Okay, uh, okay. Like my legitimate ones would be: do whatever it is you need to do to maintain your mental health. Yes, (laughs) and that that may be exercising, taking a walk. That may be uh, that may be as simple as like getting up and getting dressed every morning, like having purpose to like get up and take a shower and put on actual clothes. Uh, you know, maybe that simple and maybe trying to do, you know, X amount of time of work a day just to like get into some sort of like normal routine that you usually get into. Um, I would say monitor your alcohol intake. <laughs> That's important. And I mean that, I mean, sincerely because I can point to, so it, it was a different time, but it was the same general, like, 
having a lot of time on your hands. So when my daughter was born, I had about a four or five month window in between ventures. Like I was, I'd finish one and the other one wasn't starting out till the summer. So I had like a four month window and my wife was getting her business off the ground. So literally I was a babysitter for four straight months for a newborn. And I had never drank that much alcohol in a four month time span. Like even college, I can't even point to a time like going through fifths of whiskey on the regular. And, and it just to the point where I was like, OK, I have to do something else. So like this time around, I've really monitored it. I've tried to like like limit myself to, you know, like a couple drinks a week, at least trying to. It's not always not successful. Certainly not trying not to break up in a beer by 10 a.m. if I can if I can help it. And uh, th- so that would be number two is watch your alcohol intake. Um, three, just try to be nice. And that goes for like your spouse or just random people. Like just be nice. Like try to. It's hard given the circumstances, but just try to be understanding of other people. Try to be nice. Um, number four, don't be an a-hole. Like yesterday, and I, that goes. I know that's that kind of like okay. Well, that's be nice. No, not really. Because perfect example. Yesterday, I ran. I ran a couple of errands yesterday. I went to the grocery store. Went to Costco. Went to the grocery store and went to Lowe's. And this is in Oklahoma, where there's not a ton of cases. I think. We've like 2,000 cases, which is still a lot, but given, given you know, other states, it's not that big a deal. Like half the stores, people weren't wearing masks, weren't wearing gloves, weren't like really taking this seriously. Hey, you, that guy, I know I know you're listening to this and you, listen, you refuse to wear a mask or like refuse to wear gloves. Quit being an a-hole. Like even if you don't think something bad is going to happen to you, you it might to somebody else. So quit being an a-hole. Um... And then fifth, I would just say always look for a Fast and Furious movie on, on cable because there's there's one at all times. And look, you can't have a bad time for an hour, an hour and 40 minutes watching a Fast and Furious movie. Yes, they're dumb. Yes, they are complete, complete departure from like the physics of life sometimes. Like in, uh, was it Fast, Fast 6 had the longest like runway? Was it Fast 6 or was that Fast 5? It was Fast 6. Like with the plane at the end. That, that was the longest runway in the history of runways. It might have been, might have been a 10 mile runway. It was really ridiculous. They've, uh, I watched one the other night where they fought the, they fought the uh, submarine. That was a little ridiculous. But, you, you can't have a bad time watching a Fast and Furious movie. You can. And if you can, then maybe you need to re- reevaluate your priorities in life. I mean, so Hobbs that was, and Shaw that was my, terrible. Hobbs and Shaw was bad, but it was bad because you knew, like, you knew it was going to be bad. Like, if you came in with no expectations, okay, The Rock is going to do some really, like, like, physically impossible things, just ridiculous. And. It's going to be over the top, and as long as, as long as you go in with that thought, okay, it's fine. You can watch it. I've seen worse. What so is that would be worse than Hobbs and Shaw? As in something that got decent enough reviews. Not, I mean, we've all seen really crappy movies, but you go into it, yeah. and you, you've been told by critics or friends that this is a pretty good movie. You'll really like this movie, and it's terrible. I can't tell you how hard my eyes rolled when they had the big battle. Spoiler alert, the big battle with Idris Elba on, you know, American Samoa and Roman Reigns spears one of the dudes. And I'm like, oh, God, God. You know what movie I hated and like everybody liked it and I just can't can't stand it is. um, Oh, gosh, what's what's the movie with with the robots and oh, Pacific Rim. Hated. Hate, hate Pacific Rim. I know. I know. That, that's, there are a lot of people that really like that movie. That movie sucks. Well, that, here's the thing about Pacific so Rim terrible. for me. Like, Pacific Rim 2 is terrible. But me and my family, we were in Hawaii when Pacific Rim came out. And one night, we were back at the uh, house that we were renting. We said, you know what? Let's go see a movie. And we were in this really cool little town. They had this really cool little local theater. So me and my brothers and my dad, my mom, and 
whoever else was with us, we went and saw Pacific Rim. And me and Steven are twin brothers. Um, so we were drift compatible. So we're walking down the street like two in the morning, drift compatible. So it was like this fun little moment. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was a fun little hilarious moment for us. I mean, we've been drinking too. So it was great. And uh, that's how I kind of remember Pacific Rim. It's like this nice, nice little memory. Of course, Steven and I tried to watch Pacific Rim too. We're like, you know what? Remember how fun that was? And then we watched that. And yeah, you, it's like never meet your heroes. It was like, kind of like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. All right. That just kind of ruined that memory. But then given the circumstances, I'll watch a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't watch. You know, like, you know, I'll, I'll tolerate it. But all that said, Fast and Furious is tolerator, toler, tolerable in any sort of social condition, let alone having a global pandemic. So, like all of, all, all of those things were very serious. The 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 uh, uh, find some purpose, get out and exercise. Uh, you know, don't drink too much. Be nice. Don't be an a hole. But find a Fast and Furious movie on TV. Like if you like if you if you're having idle time and idle thoughts, FX or TNT's got to have one of them on at the current. And if not, you can stream that baby easy. Or if you have all of them on DVD. Number three is harder than you think. Because when you're with the same people all day, every day for a month straight or a month plus straight, which is what I've been with my family, number three can be hard. So yesterday we had a little family uh, issue and man, I blew it up to make it way more than it needed to be. And you find yourself raising your voice and acting like a dick and you, you ask yourself like, like, why did I do that? So yeah, being nice, it's kind of hard right now. So that's a good bit of advice. You know, just recognize that your behavior sucks. Because it's true. Yeah. You're probably getting on the nerves of your wife, of your kids, of whoever, your spouse, your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, doesn't matter. And that's a thing. That's a real thing. Because right now, I think it's kind of cabin fever for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Forever. And it's not so much – like there, if you think about it, it's like, okay, how much has my life really changed? Like I go to work and then I come home and I do my thing and then I do it again. Like your life – hasn't really changed that much other than the fact that you're probably not going to work right now and you're probably having to work from home. It's just like the I, I want to have the idea of the ability to go places if I wanted to. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like being a prisoner in your own home. Now, this is not prison. My home is great. Right. I love my home. But I didn't realize how much I miss going to work. It's like I told Emily the other day. I was like, look, I love y'all, but I don't have a chance to miss y'all right now, right? There'd be times right. that I would go to Nashville for the SEC basketball tournament. Now, Ole Miss got bounced in round one, but I would be gone for a couple of days and go, you know what? I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't have that opportunity right now. So that's where all those emotions and that anger and that frustration that kind of bubbles up. So being nice amidst all that, it can be hard. That can be challenging, but that's a good bit of advice. I expected it to be five like really stupid things like Fast and the Furious, but no, be nice and don't be an asshole. Those are two good things. Yeah, and they're completely different. Like I know they they sound the same, but like the a hole thing is more cen central to what we're going through. Like take the necessary precautions, even though if even if you think they're ridiculous, even if you think this is the most made up, media driven thing in the history of the world. Okay, whatever, dude. Yeah, like you're still gonna have to do your part if you want this to be over. We all want it to be over. I want it to be over. Yeah, yeah. Like for do it for me. Do it for Bunky. Just, you know, when you, when you, you know, when you go somewhere and you're like, I don't really want to wear this, wear these clothes, be like, you know, a bunkie would want me to do this. No, I don't want to. So let's just, let's just leave it at that. What do you think Houston Nuts doing in quarantine? <sighs> drawing up ball plays. Just drawing up ball plays. You still think he Although does I did see, oh God, yeah, that's all he does. Although I did early, early in the quarantine, quarantine like within the first week, um, there was a deal in Dallas uh, that was like a – it was some sort of like – you know, you have like the professionals men's breakfast or something like for different, uh, you know, different careers or whatever. They had, they had one of those things in Dallas, and they had to have it virtually because obviously you couldn't be around anybody. And uh, the, the keynote speaker was Houston Nutt, and somebody sent me a link. And damn if I didn't watch the whole thing because I didn't have anything better to do. Boy, we within a minute of him talking, we got the best days of our lives speech, which, yeah. which was, I mean, that, that's like going to uh, a Rush concert and they're playing hits. 
you know, don't 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 give me the new stuff. Just just give me the hits and play them until my ears bleed. See, and that's something so, that I've always questioned about coaches anyway. Like Mike Bianco, he gives these speeches from books he's read, pregame speeches before each series, right. or I don't know. And I can't help but think it's like with Southern Baptist preachers, right? They recycle some of their old sermons. They keep them in a filing cabinet and say, okay, I don't really know what to talk about this Sunday. You know what? Let's go back to, uh, you know, do unto others. Time, they, time they to break up the tithing, the tithing sermon. Yeah, the tithing sermon, yes. Yeah. So you can't tell me that Mike Bianco hasn't recycled at least one or two of those pregame speeches to where Houston, that same thing. He just went to the cabinet and said, you know what? What, 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 what would fit here? Okay, not one heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, not don't let go of the rope. Ah, there it is. There it is. Best day of your life. Hole? No, can't use the can't, can't use the foxhole. Yeah, no, no. Best days of your life. That applies. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great, and so I think he's doing a lot of that. Uh, I think if probably, you said went to a church and was asked to speak, he'd say something like that. It's like this. What I used to say to my team is, "These are the best days of your life." Well, with Jesus, it's always the best day of your life. Right, he, 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 look, the man is versatile. I don't. I don't doubt for a second that he couldn't uh, he couldn't spin one of those normal uh, room talks into whatever 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 you need. If it's a corporate corporate event, buddy, he can spin it for you. If it's a church event, he's got you. If it's uh, any type of motivation, my man, you know, if it's a direct sales club, he's coming telling you how telling you how to sell that Rodan and Fields because uh, it's the best days of your lives. So yeah, he's going into a corporate just, meeting and saying, "All right, guys, all you need to know." Keep pulling the rope. Don't let go. That's right. Don't let go. Don't let go. Go. Do it for the man next to you in the hole. Yep. Here at FedEx, yeah. we don't let go of the rope. You know, we don't, we don't do That's it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Look, and look, if you're a, a business owner who is worried about the morale of your people right now, I bet you my man could figure out Skype and get on there and work it for you. So just keep that in mind. Uh, as you navigate these strange waters that we are currently in. You have said before that if he ever did get another head coaching opportunity, that you would delete your Twitter account. You still holding to that? Yes, done. done. So confident, number one, he'll never get another, another coaching job. And two, if he did, I really don't have anything else to say. <laughs> if he did, where would he get a head coaching job? Like, who would offer him that? I mean, it would have to be, at this point, it'd have to be like a Division two program. You know, it would have to be be like a Hendricks College or a, maybe a Central Arkansas or a, I mean, it'd have to be somewhere, you know, somewhere around there. I, I, can, I can't imagine he'd get a D1 deal at this point. I mean, it would have to be to be, I mean, think of like Jerry Glanville, like was the coach at Portland State at one point, like after his heyday. So, I mean, you know, Bob Davey got another coaching job. Now, granted, his was Division One, but like stuff like that, you never know. Freaking, uh, what was the guy who was, oh gosh, he coached at Arizona after coaching at Texas. He wore a suit. Who was that? Oh God. Oh, Mac Brown. It's, it's the guy before him. Um, if, John Makovic. Is it John Makovic? Is it? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that who it is? Yeah. But yeah, like that. It, there's a possibility. But I think, I think his ego would probably not let him take one of the, I mean, you know, Hal Mummy was the coach at what? Bellhaven? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, how far are you willing to uh, go in order to obtain a new head coaching job? So, if you got a D2 That's job or a coordinator job, you're not deleting it then, though, right? No, I'll, I'll delete it. <laughs> I'm looking for any, for any reason, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought, honestly, that you would think about deleting it after the prophecy came true and Hugh Freeze became the head coach at Liberty. Yeah, that was so easy to call. That was such an easy call. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, God, can you imagine? Like, yeah, that's the perfect fit for him under the current situation. But even, even given like, Paul Will is such a nut job. Like it's even a little crazy for him. Yeah. You know, mm, I mean, they believe in science, oh, like li- literally reopened the school and got people sick, but he's an idiot. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm. That giving, goes back giving, to number four. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an a-hole. A-hole. Do less, man. Just relax. He's Bunky so. Perkins. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. Stay safe. We'll talk again. 
No problem. I hope that uh, everybody's staying safe and healthy. And uh, I don't know when we'll have uh, Ole Miss Sports Bash back. But when we do, I assume that it will uh, regain its WAOM speed in no time. And we'll be back to uh, our usual programming. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.